pace with the latest Trots news. Welcome to Gatespeed. Uh, it is time for Gatespeed here on Big V Racing as we welcome in Dan Malecki. Good afternoon to you, Dan. Good afternoon, Nick. Hey, there's been a, uh, a huge wrap-up, I guess, of the Ballarat Cup that we need to look at. Uh, the winner, Kanina Provlima, who was well-backed and led all the way. Uh, what did you make of the performance? Oh, terrific on the back of uh, being pipped at the post in the Shepparton Cup and uh, Kerry-Ann Morris, the trainer, decided to uh, get the services of uh, David Moran uh, to drive. And, of course, David Moran drove Curly James, who was the horse that just pipped uh, Kenina Provlima at Shepparton. And, uh, look, he made it a one-act affair leading from start to finish and it was a dominant display. And he's more than put his hand up. He should have a, a secured a start for the Hunter Cup, which is uh, next weekend, the first Saturday in February, so the horse has gone back to Sydney with Kerry Ann, and I'd say, you know, on the back of those two top performances, he's got to get into the Hunter Cup and emerges as a probably a, a 20 to 1 shot or 25 to 1 shot chance. He's really picked it up. A, a horse that's travelled uh, right across the eastern seaboard has had a number of trainers. He was in Victoria at one stage, but he, he made the Inter Dominion grand final. He was huge odds there uh, and finished about midfield or just further back, but um, he just seems to have come of age and loves the, the, the racing and um, now might make a, a Hunter Cup. So well done to Kerry Ann. She joined us yesterday on Cracking the Codes and uh, we had a chat about the horse and it was her biggest win and as a trainer she drove Pete said so the stable made him the same race but securing David Moran helped and uh, he never really looked like um, the horse never looked like getting beaten in that race uh, the Ballarat Cup on Saturday night. Uh, you must uh, be you have well you're very excited I must say uh, Dan about the the night pistol uh, you said it was the most mouth-watering clash on the card and just believe was a dominant winner. He was, and that's expected, but the field that chased him home, I think, just elevates Just Believe to this um, area close to greatness. I mean, he's at a stage at the moment where he just seems unbeatable. Nothing can get near him. He was first up since winning the uh, Inter-Dominion in Brisbane, and he just dominated, sat without cover. He put them to the sword, did it easily, with improvement to come and beat some top liners. Call Me The Breeze was excellent, uh, running second. That's the French stallion. He was first up in Australia, so he'll improve off that run. And the lightly race King Ignite was absolutely fantastic, running third. So all three horses will improve off that run. They're all heading towards the Great Southern Star. Um, but Just Believe was a late norm to accept for the Dullard Trotters Cup, so he'll back up this Saturday night coming up. Uh, it's only a small field of six. The fields uh, have just come out. Sultan Sass, Kiang Zena, Mafasa Metro, Olavici, Just Believe and Queen Elida. So he'll go around a short price favourite in that Just Believe as he uh, extends his uh, winning sequence. But he, to say he's in rare form, um, he's beating the, the next best group of horses uh, comfortably. He's in elite territory at the moment, just believe, and uh, uh, it's going to be a, a, a incredible to see if there's anything that can offer a challenge over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, the Dullard Cup looks to be a race at East Murphy, a mercy, but the following week, the, um, the Great Southern Star... That's where they race in heats earlier on in the night, qualify for the final. The setup is exactly like the Elite Lop, and he's been there to an Elite Lop series, and uh, he's come back a better horse because of it. So just believe um, and leap to fame are the two marquee horses. You've got the best trotter and the best pacer uh, in Australia and quite possibly Australasia competing on Hunter Cup night. So that's next Saturday week. 
Sounds very exciting there, Dan. And look, we can turn our attention to some future stars as well. And three-year-old Philly, uniquely ideal, was an impressive winner in race eight. Looks to have a bright future. Oh, absolutely. Set without cover. That was only at her second start, and she brained them um, uh, on Saturday night. She was terrific, winning it on her debut at Melton, but she stepped up in class, and she looks the part. She's a nice, thickly set filly. She carries that condition well, but is obviously very athletic, still improving. She's tough. She's fast. She's got all the attributes, and she'll need them because she's going to take on the boys in the Caduceus Three-Rod Classic on uh, on Saturday night. So that's race number seven. It's a really good program Saturday night at Melton. Uh, and uniquely ideal and Soho Honey Rider who comes out of the same race she ran second and started favourite in the race that uniquely ideal won they'll both go to the three year old classic on Saturday night at Melton uh, it was a big weekend as well for trainer Diane Giles who had a double Friday night she had a winner Saturday night and a long shot winner yesterday at Maryborough Yes, indeed. The stable's in form. Considering the stable was in such good form, um, Snazola I gave a good push for yesterday. I was filling in for, for Mick McGuan, and uh, it won at $41 in the last race. Um, for an informed stable, it's quite a bit of a head-scratcher, to be truthful. But there was a turn of events that happened about 70 metres from the line. It's quite extraordinary if you haven't seen the vision. Chris Alford, who, as we know, is, is edging towards the 8,000 mark, well, he was certain to win the race, driving a horse called Park Lane and the sulky just collapsed. It just simply collapsed. Collapsed. The horse was going to win. I don't think there was any doubt about it at all. And the sulky just collapsed as if it was made out of popsicle sticks. It was just <laughs> extraordinary um, to think that he, he was home and hosed and, and that would happen. And as a result, even though he was so close to the line, it almost come to an immediate stop and, uh, and he's finished last. But, uh, you know, classic examples of um, victory uh, uh, turned into the the defeat, you know, in a snap moment, it was incredible to watch. But the horse was okay. That Chris is fine. He's driving tonight. But uh, if you had actually backed Park Lane, um, you wouldn't believe how you could find a way to get beaten because you were absolutely home and home. It's <laughs> worth having a look at on the Tab website or the Harness Racing website. Um, it, it, it's extraordinary. It really. certainly caught my eye. It's, a, it's an extraordinary way to uh, to do your dive. That's that's for sure. Uh, the sulky breaking there for Chris Alford, and she's not too far away from eight thousand career wins as well, Dan. No, no, he's eight uh, wins away, so he's currently 7,992, and that looked a certainty it was 7,993. So when you're that close to 8,000 and have a figure in your head that you're chasing and you're in front and the sulky snaps uh, just metres from the winning post, um, you're tending to think it's all uphill for the next week or two, wouldn't you? No doubt. And it was a fantastic call. I think it was uh, RSO's Brendan Delaney calling it to be able to pick mm. up the winner and sort of just allow the others to go. That would have uh, certainly snapped my attention so well done to yeah. Brendan on that call that's for sure uh, Melton racing tonight uh, what can we expect at Melton Dan? Yeah, Melton race tonight and then, of course, on Saturday night. So uh, it's not a bad little card there tonight. I, I think um, uh, my best is race six, number three, repelling. But might be good Quinella in that race. Our mate Minko drawn the one and three uh, repelling. And there's a, a night event card, the first event at ten past six. So be a nice, warm night. So people that are in the area and want to get out and just have a nice, uh, relaxed evening. It might be a bad place to be at Melton tonight. Beautiful. Uh 
Anything for us uh, for Saturday? The fields are the fields out as yet, or do we want to peruse yep. over those a little later in the week? Yeah, we'll we'll have a good gander at them on uh, on Thursday, I think, through through green light on. But it's a good program with the Trotters Cup, the Allied Express, Casey Classic, Better Eclipse has drawn barrier number one, and Don't Stop Dreaming, the New Zealander has drawn barrier number eight, which is inside the back row. So there could well be a spot up for grabs for a horse to get into the Hunter Cup by winning that race. So that's a that's a good race. And of course, the feature on the card is for the mares. It's the Ladyship Cup, sponsored by Alabar Bloodstock. Uh, and again, we've got a terrific field of mares, as you would well expect in Cipher. The uh, Eureka winner will hit the market, no doubt. But Rikiro Rebels engaged first up from a spell from the Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars camp. Victoria Harness Racing Club Caduceus three-year-old classic and the breakthrough final of which we saw the heats uh, the other night at Ballarat and the uh, Vic Brett Platinum Trotting Mare Sprint Championship. So it's a top card, a nine-event program, but plenty of depth about it. One of the better Saturday night cards that we've had for a while, and you would well expect that as well. I think it's the first Saturday night uh, card that we've had through the month of January as well. So we're warming up to our Hunter Cup, which will only be the week after. Love your work, Dan. Uh, I'll chat to you on Thursday for Green Light On. Good on you, Nick. Thank you, mate.